Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast. This is for some huge recruiting news for the Miami Hurricanes here on Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night, right? Um, Hurricanes pick up a commitment from five-star defensive tackle Justin Scott out of nowhere. Scott was previously committed to Ohio State. He committed to them back in early July. I believe it was July 2nd when he gave the Buckeyes that pledge. He was a guy that visited Miami on an official visit back in June, um, but things just didn't break Miami's way in the summer when he felt like it was time to commit Gabby. It's not often that we, that you and I are pretty shocked by a recruiting development like this, but this is one of those rare instances. So let's just start at the top with how do you digest this huge recruiting win for Mario Cristobal and the staff here late in the cycle? I mean, to me, it's just, this is, I I think just to me, it just, I think further emphasizes how one unpredictable recruiting is and two, just how like insanely maniacal they are about like this late closing period, right? Like these guys are just find a way to get it done at the end of the day. Like how just processing this is just like, it's, it's, it, it, these guys are just relentless, right? I think it's just, it's, this is just this is just how they do it. They just find a way they, they're in recruitments that we don't really expect them to still be in. No one was really throwing up flags about Justin Scott. There were no, just like, Hey, Justin Scott may be wavering. Uh, there was no indication that anything like that was happening. And here Miami is in the background, finding a way to get something like this. Now, Justin Scott has now stunned the recruiting industry twice in the same recruiting cycle. Cause when he committed to Ohio mm-hmm. state, no one expected him to commit to Ohio State. When he flips to Miami, no one is even remotely concerned about his commitment status. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, outside of just being a massively huge recruiting win for Miami, a position of need, obviously five-star defensive tackle, top 10 player in the country. Um, this is just, man, this is why you can't count Mario Cristobal and these guys out when it comes to recruiting because they're going to find a way. They're going to, they're going to, they're just going to, force they're going to force their way into some of these situations wedge themselves into some of these situations and you never know what the what the result can be like it's counting them out is is, is wild they're not going to win them all 
but they definitely don't stop trying and they definitely don't throw in the towel and they will, I mean, Justin Scott and Miami, that breakup seemed to happen in, in the summer. And look at one point, Miami, sorry, I'm rambling, but at one point Miami seemed like the crystal ball favorite, right? Like Miami mm-hmm. was perceived as the favorite at one point. And then he commits to Ohio state and we haven't heard a thing about, I haven't heard Justin Scott's name come up. Ah, maybe you have, I guess. Yeah, we have. Talk about the last time. Yeah. 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 It was at the Louisville game. It was at the Louisville game. Um, that I think that there was a chance, I guess that's the first time we had heard his name in a while that there was like a chance that he was going to come down that weekend, but, but like he, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. It didn't, it didn't line up, but like Miami was trying to get him down that weekend, but it didn't happen. And then, you know, it's just one of those things that it kind of like faded. And, and we right. talked about this situation with Justin Scott before, but there is a tie to the program. They have a walk on running back and I'm losing his name right now. And forgive me for this. Cause this is, this, that's I mean I think he, they, the family des- deserves credit, but you know very, the the son the younger son which is still in high school is best friends with Justin Scott and when Justin Scott visited for a week uh, back during the spring they all visited together as a family and now the son is a walk on running back on on the team on 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 the UN football team so there is a a close tie to Miami and sorry ramble but this is just a it's huge news this is a huge recruiting win for Miami and the, the fact that they got this done again I think it's just it, it's one of those things that makes recruiting fun makes it unpredictable and uh, why you can never really rule Miami out of certain situations. Is it Kion Gibbs? Kion Gibbs. Yes. Kion Gibbs. That's it. So so Kion Gibbs is the walk on uh, running back. That is the connection to Justin Scott uh, on the team. And yeah, look, I mean, this is a huge win for Miami in terms of recruiting rankings, which does matter in terms of generating uh, momentum going into the early signing period. Uh, with the addition of Justin Scott, Miami jumps from 11th to 5th. So they now have a top five class in the country. They are, according to the 24-7 sports rankings, they are just behind uh, Alabama. And, you know, they they, uh, they have a good, a decent amount of separation uh, between them and Florida State. Um, but another... Another highly touted recruit would put them right there with Florida State, who Florida State's running third in the country right now. Uh, so Miami actually leapfrogs Florida, who was previously uh, the fifth recruiting class in the country before Justin Scott flipped to Miami. So, you know, Gabby, I want to I want to talk about how at the start of the cycle, right? Miami was not shy about putting it out there. We're going to sign the best defensive line class in the country. And they certainly did their part in terms of in the summer months, they pretty much had every five-star top 50 defensive lineman in the country visit. And, you know, the summer they kind of struck out on defensive tackles. Um, And so this is in terms of those five-star types, but this is a massive win in terms of um, Miami being able to stick their chest out and say, look, we told you we were going to get a big-time defensive line class. And right now, it looks like Justin Scott at defensive tackle. Um, Artavius is a talented top 150-ish uh, defensive line. Defensive tackle, commit Artavius Jones, Dalen Russell, is a three-star with a high motor that they're excited about. So those are their D-tackles right now. Your defensive ends, a fellow Chicagoan, Marquise Lightfoot, 
is a big time defensive end. They have committed Elias Rudolph, a pass rushing specialist, and um, Cole McConathy, who is a nice little find as a three star prospect, developmental guy with some upside traits to him as well. So on paper now, Gabby, this high school defensive line class is starting to look the way it's supposed to look. I would assume Miami's not done trying to add to this class, whether or not they can get that done. You know, look, there's, you know, Miami's not going to stop recruiting Armando Blunt, the FSU five-star. I think he's a composite five-star commit. And look, Dylan Stewart, I think there's reason to believe that Miami is also chopping wood there. Where they can pull those off remains to be seen, but certainly after this development, I think it's fair to look at everyone on the table in terms of yeah. Miami's top targets. Um, but let's let's stick with the defensive line class. How do you feel like this defensive line class is shaping up now? Yeah, I think I think adding Justin Scott puts. I think it's closer to them accomplishing that goal, right? And even if it, I think if, even if it ended here, I mean, you land an elite defensive tackle, you land an elite edge rusher in Marquise Lightfoot, and you again, like we kind of what you're alluding to, backfill with guys like Artavius Jones, who has a chance to be a really good football player down the line, and Elias Rudolph and Cole McConathy, and even like a guy like Booker Pickett, whatever he ends up kind of playing at the next level, the, that defensive line class is extremely talented and. Uh, again, I think there's more work to do. I think that there, you mentioned Armando Blunt, you mentioned Dylan Stewart. You know, I think that there's, they're definitely going to continue to recruit those guys at a high level. If you can land one or potentially both of those guys, I mean, I think you kind of take it into that level of like, Hey, let's have the conversation. Does Miami have the best recruiting, the best defensive line class in the country or, you know, a top right. three defensive line class in the country. So Again, people, ha they ha they hadn't to this point maybe accomplished that goal. I think they had added some really good pieces. But, you know, when we're writing early in the cycle, Miami wants to sign the best recruiting class in the country. This is maybe, and people forget, recruiting ends in December, middle, like, you know, late yeah. December, December 20th. It's a marathon. Yeah, it's, it's a total marathon. And people, I think it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day sprints, right? Like, oh, this didn't happen there. And, uh, you know, this didn't happen then. So it's like kind of assumed to be a failure. But this is a long-term thing. And I think just over the course of the cycle, we've talked about like let's let like let's keep in mind what Miami did basically from this point to signing day last cycle. I mean, again, it's Ruben Bain, it's Mark Fletcher, it's uh Samson Akinlola, it's um, you know, a, a bunch of more I call into Chiampong. I mean, like there yeah. there are examples of them doing similar things last cycle after a bad season. After last a really year was bad a bad season. season. So and I, and I think again, I think this is just when it gets to this time of year, it's I mean, we're seeing this, the craziness of the portal and all that stuff. Like, this is just a chaotic season. Yeah. Like, this is a chaotic period on the calendar. Like, nothing is off the table. And when it gets closer to signing day, that's when things really start kind of coming together or potentially falling apart. Like, I mean, this is when it, all that stuff happens. So I think when you just get to this part of the calendar, you just need to be prepared for whatever. And I think they've shown us that. See it, see it again with Justin Scott here on Wednesday. Like, holy you mentioned moly. You mentioned Ruben Bain. And I think in some ways, Gabby, it's fitting that Justin Scott flips on the same day that Ruben was named ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year. Look, when you're Miami and you're trying to recruit any position group, it is it is easy, like when players make the recruiting pitch just a, you know, hey, go look at what our true freshman did this yeah. year. That can be you, right? Uh, 
Ruben Bain played the most true freshman defensive line snaps in the country this year. That matters to recruits. And again, that is an easy, easy selling point to big time recruits that want to play early. Ruben Bain also produced at a high level. And, you know, that goes to the development and coaching side of things that Miami can point to. Hey, look, we develop and, and um, put our young players in positions to also make plays. So I think there's a lot, you know, this is this is how big time recruiting works. You add big time players, you let those you put those players in positions to get results, and then the next wave comes in. The next wave comes in. You have to stack three or four of these types of classes on top of each other. But in a way, I do think it's fitting that Ruben Bain gets ACC Rookie of the Year, and boom, Miami flips. You know what the a top ten defensive lineman in the country out of nowhere. So. I would imagine that Ruben Bain has been a um, selling point for Miami in this recruitment. Also, too, just like the type of player that that Miami is getting. I think when you watch Justin Scott's senior clips, number one, they're fun. I mean, look, he's obviously not going to play this in college. But at the high school level, he lines up at times at fullback and they give him the ball. And one of his first clips here for, for his senior season, he takes it on basically a fullback dive and rumbles 29 yards for a touchdown. Now, competition is what it is. And he, of course, is not going to play that position in college, but it does show the type of athleticism he has in a big frame. I would categorize him, Gabby, as a athletic, space-eating defensive lineman. Um, I don't think he's like your twitched-up three technique that's going to be like a total terror in pass-rushing situations. But I do think he's going to totally clog the interior of the line of scrimmage and make it very difficult to run the ball. And I do think on passing situations, he's going to require two blockers anyways. And that gives the guy he's playing next to an opportunity to try and win a one-on-one matchups. I would categorize him as kind of that athletic space eater of like a Jordan Davis at Georgia a couple couple years ago, just in terms of what his frame looks like and the type of athletic potential he has. And that goes to the point of, look, there's only so many of these types of human beings in a recruiting cycle. And typically these human beings recently have been going to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan has some impressive defensive tackles here in recent, in recent years. So the fact that Miami's able to, you know, land that type of player from outside of the state of Florida, um, just again, it it, ta- it shows you the recruiting prowess of Mario Cristobal and where this thing is heading long term. In our season recap, we talked about how, you know, you got to give Mario three or four full recruiting classes before you can really judge him. And this is why, because you got to let him stack these types of classes on top of each other. And um, Justin Scott is the best example of that in this 2024 commit list for the Hurricanes. 
Um, let's get out of here on this, Gabby. Again, I'm not asking you to predict like who's going to be the shocker, but like, what do you foresee is like next? Like, who are some of the names to know now? Because again, I think anyone's on the table, right? Yeah. Everyone, you know, Jeremiah Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan Stewart, we talked about, uh, Armando Blunt. Who are the other marquee names that fans should know about now as the momentum is going to start rolling downhill, no doubt, for these next, what, three weeks until early signing? Yeah. I think, I mean, we mentioned Dylan Stewart. I would I would keep an eye on Dylan Stewart. South Carolina did not have uh, a great 2023 season. I would absolutely keep an eye on Dylan Stewart. I know Miami has been working on that one uh, for some time. Let's see where it goes. Armando Blunt absolutely would keep a close eye on that one. I think Miami is doing what they need to do to kind of get their get themselves back in that recruitment. Uh, you mentioned Jeremiah Smith. Like Again, I think this is one of those situations where everyone's kind of I don't know about cross Miami out, but not really thinking Miami has kind of a legit right. maybe shot there. But I, I, I think we have after both. Today. Yeah. I yeah. think after today, I mean, what I think everything's on the table. And I think we both always felt like, Hey, like I think Miami's always kind of been in this recruitment. Like what, like, you know, I think Miami is done a really good job here. So I think Jeremiah Smith's in there. I think we got to look at Jordan Lyle, the running back uh, committed to Ohio state at, uh, at, at St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, Darius Hayes, uh, the linebacker at Largo. Uh, who Miami was supposed to get back in for the Louisville game. It didn't happen, but they've been trying to get him on campus for an official visit in December. I would keep an eye and see if maybe something like that's going to happen. Uh, Xavier Ellis Robinson. Yeah, Ellis, Robinson, Ellis Robinson's an interesting one. Fran Brown is his primary recruiter uh, at Georgia. He just took the head coaching job at Syracuse. So I think the door is definitely cracked back open there. Uh, some so I think let's see if Miami can and and I think moves like this I think they kind of create a wave right I think one person like Justin Scott does right, this that's and the point the recruits will be like oh like like uh, the people are buying into this and I think so and I think that's kind of what didn't happen in the summer sorry this is like a separate tangent but it'll be quick and I think that's what didn't happen in the summer I think they're wait, kind of waiting for that one D tackle that one top yeah. guy to kind of take to kind of jump on it and i think they thought if one if one jumped on board then more would jump on board like if justin scott would have jumped on board in june someone else would have jumped on board with him and so i think the do- the potential domino effect of justin scott of, the, of miami landing justin scott i think is something to consider uh you know maybe an ellis robinson type going back you know kind of getting back on track xavier mincy um you know from mainland is another one uh, I, I again i think what could potentially come out of this uh you know could really benefit Miami. And again, just kind of touching base, just really truthfully in like the minutes leading up to this announcement, I, I think Miami has big plans for the next few weeks, big, big plans for the next yeah. few weeks at the high school level. I think they have really big plans for the transfer portal uh, and what the, what that's going to look like. I mean, I think just the expected, what the, what they expect the roster to look like come spring football. Uh, I think again, big plans. Let's see if they can go out and fulfill them. I think uh, them flipping Justin Scott from Ohio state is uh, is them showing that they can go do what they need to do. And let's see if they can continue to add to this. Cause I do think it's still important to add to what they have going right now. Top five class. Uh, I think they've kind of cemented themselves as probably a top 10 class, you know, by the end of the right. cycle, I think this kind of solidifies that. So let's see where they finish in that within that top 10. And if they can maintain this five-star range, uh, this top five range, or if they can elevate that, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where it ends up, but I think now we, I think this class is top five to, potentially top three potential depending on the way some of this goes so i think it's gonna be a really fun next three weeks right and yeah you mentioned it the importance of signing another top 10 class we've talked about at length here on this podcast 
Miami, during this 24-7 sports era, which 24-7 as a network started in 2011 and during that cycle. So since then, Miami has never had consecutive, so back-to-back top 10 recruiting classes on top of each other. And Mario Cristobal, as we know, landed a number seven class last cycle. If they do it again here in 2024, again, that is a sign of what's to come. The best way to project what is coming in future years is recruiting rankings, especially over a three to four year span. And the teams that stack top 10 classes on top of each other have the best probability of competing for things at the highest level. So we'll get out of here on that. Again, it's going to be a crazy month. Um, 75% off deal is no longer happening, but I do think 24-7 is running kind of a low-key 60% off annual subscription deal. So hop on board now, join the craziness. It's going to be a uh, a busy three weeks. So we'll get out here on that. Until next time, take care.